one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. episode of 20 Minute Tims. This is 20 Minute Tims Extra Time and I am joined on this episode by Martin Melly. Yes. And we have the girls from On The Ball. We have Michaela. Hello. Erin. Hi. <laughs> Hi. There's one missing. Do you want to name her? And, and Orla, yeah. 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 Uh, we have yep. one missing too. Will, will we name him? Nah. No, nah, no, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, your, this is your first podcast. You've knocked every other podcast back. We have mm-hmm. indeed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I've done one before, um, just myself, just kind of independent, fell on the ball, um, but kind of touched on some stuff, and that was a wee while ago now, and I've just thought... Never again, was that so bad that you never <laughs> wanted to do another <laughs> podcast again? No, it wasn't bad or anything, it's just a lot of pressure, like see, listening to it back and thinking, like, that was all me, Aye. terrifying, but now I've got, over here as a wee duo. Mm-hmm. I don't even it's like listening back bad. to others, no, that's horrible. <laughs> I hate the no. sound of my own voice, absolutely hate it. Um, so I suppose for people who might not know... And there, there will be people, I presume, who'll be living under a rock. <laughs> uh, who are you? What is On The Ball? Give us a wee talk through it. So, On The Ball is... Uh, well, that's the thing. We keep saying we've actually got it called On The Ball. Is it Ball or ball. ball? Is it? So, our Twitter handle is Ball, but then we started dealing with so many English clubs and we were actually struggling with that, so we just kind of changed it to, like, On The Ball. So, it's a combination of both, really. But um, it's a campaign where we ask clubs to provide free period products in their stadiums. And we started, obviously, Celtic fans with Celtic. So it's really just what it says on the tin. Just clubs pay for products, have them in the stadium. So So was it March last year you started this, you got a petition? Mm. Was it over 3,000 signatures you got? Yeah. And then... From there, because you're both Celtic fans, aren't you? You're all Celtic fans. Yeah. You took it to John Paul, the supporters liaison. Mm-hmm. Is that where it went from there? I, um, we started the petition and we were really conscious. We didn't want to seem like we were this mad, like, pressure group, like, mm. campaigning, like, against the club as if we were giving them a hard time. So as soon as we put the petition out there, we contacted Celtic the same day and we were like, listen, just to keep you in the loop, we've kind of put this out there to gauge how much you kind of, like mandate we've got to go ahead with this but we'll keep you in the loop and we're no like, try to totally lobby you or anything um, so then a few weeks went by and we were back and forward with John Paul Taylor and he was brilliant to be fair and he organised the meeting 
So we went up to meet him in the club secretary, Michael Nicholson. Nicholson. Mm. Um, and then just three lassies bounced in, spoke to two guys about it, and they were magic, absolutely magic. They were genuinely just like, this has never been mentioned to us before, like yeah. just educators and let us know. And by the end, they were like that live, we know, thought of this before, and they were genuinely curious and behind it. So we were delighted with that, weren't we? So were the club quite receptive to it in the first instance? Uh, they definitely were. I think at first they obviously had the same concerns as what every single other club has and yeah. that's will people steal them and will like fans fling them on the park and stuff and obviously yeah, we never, I'd never I'd honestly never considered that before that's because you can't go on the girls oh, no. we're just oh, giving people ideas we hope that fans will yeah. do that with these no, <laughs> but they do have a concern, like, will people go in and just help themselves and be taking, like, loads of products, but... Do you think that's, that's a real concern? I mean, do you think that's a real concern? No, yeah. I don't think it is. And we actually said to um, John Paul in, in the meeting, they had, like, molten brown soap in their toilets and were like, listen, if we're not stealing that, we're not going to be stealing you that. Went that you went up and that in your handbag, But no, I don't think that is a, a genuine concern. Like, you don't see that happening with, like, toilet roll and other items yeah. that you have for free so but I mean it's it's logical that they would obviously think that and it's just something that's not came up and I think what people forget is that football clubs are ahead of everywhere else in society with this like our workplaces don't do this mm. like this isn't normal practice that people would have free products so it is a learning curve for most people so especially football clubs mm. to why did you that. why did you choose that specifically that 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 item, that concern. So, where did it all begin? It began when we went through to um, Parliament. Right. Basically, we went through. So it was the repeal of the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act, and that's how me and Erin actually met. So we weren't friends before the campaign or anything. Oh, you've just ruined my next question. So I we met at that. I so um, we all went in the bus there with just a couple of other football fans and um, you know sitting on the bus there I'd just met Orla for the first time mm. on the bus as well and in the way back everybody's obviously here buzzing like chatting away and stuff and we went to the pub after it I was like I had a wee couple of beers and I was feeling a bit gallant so <laughs> I, did, I had this idea for a wee few weeks about um, you know there's all this happening in schools and unis and colleges mm. about free period products and stuff but and I like education's pure paramount, but you don't just sit in the house at the weekend. Like yeah. social inclusion and getting in and see your pals and enjoying yourself is important for young people, especially. So we're like, I'm just kind of thinking, well, you know, we're football fans, and you know, Celtic, you know, what's available there isn't exceptional. So why not lead the way on this? And then obviously in the pub, I was like, that. What do you think about this idea? And Pedigos were like, aye, let's give it a go. And don't get me wrong, like a few days went by and we'd really doing about it. Aye. And then I was like, do I just get the ball rolling with this? And it just, it's all moved so, 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 so quickly. quickly since then. Um, so that's just over a year you've been doing it? Aye, in March last year it was. So, so see, when I was looking, doing some research into this, because as you say, like when Celtic said, we'd never thought about it, I'd never thought about it till I seen your mm -hmm. campaign. It's mm -hmm. not something that would come. I'd come across that. And, I saw you said like young girls like yourselves are maybe going with their dads, their uncles, mm -hmm. grandpas, and you said on your said on your website it's difficult for a young girl to speak to their 
family member a male one about asking for money for a sanitary product because they need the correct change or so is that the main reason behind it I think probably we were like partially for me like we maybe all had different reasons as well but I think like for me it was just we had obviously been so inspired like seeing what like the fat campaign had done so we were through at parliament had mm. seen that that law had been repealed basically by like working class football fans and we were aware obviously this work going on in parliament and elsewhere so it was almost just like here's like an area where we could make change and we obviously want Celtic to be leading the way and like doing good things and then there's the female fan aspect of it as well so it was quite important we thought well here's an idea that you can run we'll lead the way be the first club to ever do this so it was almost that kind of change making and just seeing our club making change and being quite proud of that as well but as well as obviously the kind of social impacts like you've said that about being at the games and we know like we've obviously experienced it and it does it would ruin the experience for girls if that happens so it's just something that's obviously such a simple wee change to make but it would make such a big help like to girls in that situation you sort of mentioned the offensive behaviour act you guys were involved in that were you involved in that or did you just um well we were obviously supportive Mm. of the repeal of it and we did kind of some elements but we weren't involved in like the actual fat campaign but we fully supported it and Mm -hmm. we're aware of a lot of people who were kind of making that change Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, obviously celtic were the first club to take it on board so you spoke to john paul the supporters liaison officer Mm -hmm. after that is it a lot easier to get other clubs on board because a club like Celtic's on board or do you still... But how do you go about getting other clubs on board? Is it Because I don't know don't know if all clubs have got supporters liaisons or that sort of thing. Aye, we were a wee bit kind of naive at the start because we thought, you know, we want Celtic to lead by example on this. So part of us did think, you know, as soon as Celtic are on board, like other clubs will just automatically yeah. go, right, we need to do it, we yeah. need to do it as well then. Um because at this point we were like, oh, pure gal has been tabulated for seven, <laughs> seven years. Like, everybody will just follow, like, what we were doing. And then when Celtic went on board, we kind of got the bug a wee bit and we are like, nah, let's try and get this, like, all across, like, the Scottish Premiership kind yeah. of thing. Um, and then before we knew it, clubs for, you know, England were getting in touch and our second club was St Rocks, obviously, in Royston. Mm-hmm. And then Tranmere Rovers, which was mm-hmm. an English team or like, yeah. like, how do they even know who we are? But... What we'll kind of do is people tend to think that we approach clubs directly and that's not really how we operate. We're really keen to keep it like fans to the front, like as grassroots as possible. Yeah. So there's no point in us bouncing up to Tranmere Rovers and saying, listen, here's what we think you should be doing. We've no mandate to do that. We're yeah. not Tranmere Rovers fans. So it's better, you know, football's all about money now. So we just want to show there's still that kind of grassroots aspect and fans do still have a say and they can have an influence over their clubs. So... Plus, I suppose that's I suppose that's a key to successful activism is you you can't do it all yourself. You can't be three girls pitching up at the door at every club. Oh, aye, you need definitely. to be, for want of a better word, inspiring other fans to look at what you're doing and take it on and take it on and grow yeah. this movement of activism rather than try and lead it yourself. Definitely, yeah. and we just kind of wait on, you know, fans kind of approaching us and saying, hey, "I'm really keen to take this to insert club name here." Mm. How can I go about it? And we've kind of got um, some information that we'll send them. Yeah. And we'll just support them through that process instead of just, you know, doing it on their behalf. It's about giving those fans a voice as well um, instead of just being like the total. Uh, so it is like that's a really important aspect of it because there's so many people that say, well, 
like we could blanket email like all these clubs and why don't we go through like this MP or this MSP yeah. but we've always said like no that's not really what we want to do like so it is about empowering other fans to go and make their own change in their own clubs and we have had some clubs come and contact us directly but like um, mm-hmm. LA Galaxy they came uh-huh. to us oh. which is pure, <laughs> so mad did, 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 they, did like, they fly out or was it all of us getting it was it was a conference call <laughs> 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 me on a conference call in the house like what was our group chat like after it honestly I'm like that's me off that conference call with LA Galaxy <laughs> like Mads. So, like, some clubs have, like, came to us directly, but they seen it at Fulham, and then they got in touch with us and said, we've seen this at Fulham, yeah. how do we do it? Right. See, it's a good way to go about it, letting yourselves inspire others, but you're missing a trick. You could do every stadium in Britain, get a wee <laughs> tour, go to a match. I know, I know. We've only had one stadium, one visit, Everton. Everton. Is that the only one we've had? It's a good stadium, but... Aye. Aye. See what we were saying school. at the start of it, how, you know, we've reached out to all these English teams and we've had to kind of adapt it to on the ball, yeah. kind of, most of the time. Um, Everton asked us to speak at our fan zone right. um, just before kick-off at this Crystal Palace they were playing, wasn't it? Aye. And um, we bounced it and it was honestly never seen like this in your life. Like, everybody's throwing me pints, there's big screens. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, honestly, it's in the park. Like, all these screens, we portalies that were immaculate. Everybody standing, eating, there was music on, live music. I was like, wow, we are waiting to go into this wee stage. Pure, so nervous. Like, nobody's going to understand what we are saying. Aye. And um, we got on the stage and we were just kind of taking turns with the microphone and, um, was it you? Just trying to say, we're like, <laughs> we are on the ball and then we just spell it out like that. B-A-W, as in ball, Aye. but... It's on video somewhere. Is, is that the point? Is that the point you went? Uh, we need, we need to convince us a wee bit. Nave didn't really listen because no. we came on after this. I can't remember it was this pure big name who used to play forever. Nave was going absolutely tonto, and then we came on. It was just like tumbleweeds. So bad, so bad. We were all down, like getting selfies with him and all that, and we were standing, nobody at all was interested. Honestly, really mad. I mean, that was a nice thought. Went to it. It was a gateway experience. Getting a beer at the football, and that is mental. See, we are used to getting shoved in by Polis and using. So the only resistance you really got from Celtic in the first instance was the financial thing, was it? No, I don't think money-wise they were too concerned about it. I um, think it was just more, how is this going to go? Yeah, logistically like, as well. I, like, how do we do it? But that's the thing, before we met with Celtic, we had fully researched this. So we went into that meeting and we told them, here's the suppliers you can use, mm. here's your options you can do free vend options or you can do wee baskets here's rough costs so we done like fully researched it we didn't just go with an idea and say yeah. going to do this like we had done a lot of work and I think that helped them so they knew exactly what to do and how Aye. much roughly it cost before you started before you even sat down with Celtic you, as you say you started it online and I, I saw the, the campaign I don't know how but I saw it quite early on when you were still looking for the signatures mm-hmm. and stuff and some of the resistance you got online was spectacular, you know. <laughs> right. But it, I mean, now you handled it well, right? You handled some of the comments well. I was saying before we started, I'm, I am giddy for a Twitter <laughs> argument. <laughs> see if I, I see somebody slagging something I like or slagging uh, somebody's podcast or saying something snide or even a snide like that'll trigger me. <laughs> like a, a snide like, oh, you guys handled it really well. But where do you think the resistance came from? I think it's people just not known enough and Aye. that's not really their fault. Like it's that much a taboo subject. Nobody really speaks about it as it is, so you bounce into like 
a male-dominated environment and start talking about periods is just, like, unprecedented. Yeah. So I think a lot of it was, like, kind of older, kind of middle-aged men primarily who were just like, wow, like, yeah. not comfortable speaking about this at all. So to bring that into their kind of safe space was, like, quite a biggie. So it was quite rough at the start. Like, we were getting told we should be... Like happy we've got toilets at football grounds and, <laughs> and uh, eyebrows even get slagged. Your eyebrows, eyebrows, and eyebrows. That's when you know they've taken it too far. <laughs> I know, but to be fair, like there was a point where we were kind of sneaking onto forums and all that for a nosy. It was almost like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> we were like, right, we need to try and get a wee log in and go and get a wee nosy. Like, just like see who's seen what. I see who's seen what. To be fair, like we were kind of getting into these forums. To see what people's concerns were, because to learn that was brilliant, because we oh, could kind of see, right, what are you concerned about? Let's fix it and let's respond, kind of thing, and clear that up. But to find all that kind of good, useful content, you're going through a lot of a lot of abuse. Definitely. So, but I, as times went on, and talking about periods and like talking about periods of football is getting more normal. The abuse is barely there anymore. Like for us, anyway, like in our wee kind of safe space on Twitter. But I, at, the, at the start. It was like almost harrowing. Like it was, it was, it was a bit of a. It must have been a bit of a culture shock for a, a lot. Because I mean, it's stuff that I mean, I'd never really considered it before. No. You said Melly never said he considered it, and a lot of them, a lot of the criticism that you saw was, "Why can't you pay for this for yourself? It's your own responsibility, <laughs> and all that sort mm. of thing." But so, like, do you pay for your toilet roll then? Like, toilet roll and soap's always what we use. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't come up with to- like toilet roll like in your back pocket, like. You don't have to come with your own soap, like so. Why do, why are we expected to then bring that when it's just as essential? Exactly. You know, if you if you go down at half time and there's no soap to wash your hands, like, aye, it's bogging, but you can go back and watch the second half. Mm. But if you go down the stairs, take a period, there's nothing there. We're away home, and it's a waste of a ticket. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's just about kind of drawing the comparisons as how people get it. Like what you were saying earlier as well, it's just something that's not spoke about. So like, yeah. I had realised even after I say this kind of all the time, but I had realised. After we started the campaign, set up the petition, like loads had happened, and I thought, you know, it's something I've never even spoke to like my dad about. I've never even mentioned it. It's just something that kind of you you don't speak about. And I remember like phoning them saying, "Oh, I've started the, like, this petition," like, mm-hmm. and I was mortified. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, you're ready? I'm like, talking to my dad about periods, like, and he was like, "Oh, that's great. I send me your link. I'll put it in my wee page and that talking about his Facebook, like." So it was just normal, but I think it's uh, there is maybe a worry that it's like this pure uber feminist like mm. movement, like we're needing like every single guy at Celtic Park to like join the like yeah. menstruation liberation. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not like that, like at all. Uh, so yeah, I always kind of took the view that as a guy, it, it doesn't affect you. It, like <laughs> exactly. it literally doesn't have um, any effect on you whatsoever, exactly. really. If you don't want it, that's what we have said as well. Like if we hadn't had this process of like a petition and a campaign and had all this kind of song and dance like if this was just implemented overnight obviously it'll take its own accord like men would be none the wiser Aye. there so it's the same thing like they're not paying any extra people seem to think that their ticket prices are going up because of us <laughs> or you know we're selling <laughs> selling <laughs> them belly as Michaela <laughs> said to fund us it's mental but <laughs> some of the 
Uh, I'll be honest, see, when you put out stuff, I used to read the replies just for a wee laugh. Aye. <laughs> so did I. I, so did I. The guys I used to wade in, so I was bored. I would like, find a comment I liked and just wade in on it. Guys guy. asking for razor blades and shit. Pies. Three pies. 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 No. Three pies. Where's the pies and the razors then? No, to be honest, where I, where I sit, I get a free pie. That is yeah. true. I do get a free pie. Of course. <laughs> part of me, but part of me does feel like you're sitting here having a laugh at it, but you know, part of me does feel that that is kind of you don't you don't win the argument that way either, don't you know? Like taking as you say, taking these people on having arguments, taking the piss out of them because it's an education yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And that's we had made like a like we had spoke about it and actually all agreed. Listen, we're not going to like spend our time arguing with people on Twitter because we point. just had too much to be doing anyway. Like you had that wee graphic, didn't you? We had, that's yeah. what we created. So we made that on Instagram. <laughs> Dropped it. <laughs> we're graphic designers now. <laughs> Um, made that on Instagram and we just used that all the time so anytime anybody wrote to us we said like listen here's the reasons why we're doing it posted that wee picture and left it at that or else if we thought you know there's maybe a wee bit of kind of like said education here then we would go back and explain it because some people were genuinely asking questions yeah. like and just didn't understand and just wanted to know mm-hmm. a wee bit more about it and we were talking about this earlier but once we started doing that actually loads of people had just said Oh, I hadn't really thought about it like that. And now you're right. That's a good idea. And I'm, I'm mm. sound with it and didn't bother. And that rarely happens if, like, that's really rarely the outcome if you get in an argument with somebody on Twitter. But just kind of putting that extra time in, like, three or four tweets later, people were even DMing us, maybe a wee bit embarrassed about it, saying, yeah. listen, I didn't think it like that. And you've kind of changed your mind and thanks. And that's what we want, really. Don't encourage him that you can change somebody's mind in Twitter arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I tell them, are you going to change your mind? No, I'm sorry to tell you, you've got a wee Twitter temper here. You've mentioned that a few times. Oh, like, it's just, you know, sometimes I just need to flex that muscle. I'm very calm <laughs> on the day, but see, if you see me tweeting, I'm usually fighting with somebody. Just yeah. text him plenty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> text me that, mate. Just leave it. Just, just leave it out. Oh, uh, see the poster you were talking about? Can you explain what was on that a bit? I so we had made, like, a wee infograph, and basically that gave, like, our four main points was it five? four four it was four so the first one was like we spoke about earlier about having just why we wanted to do it basically so we had sat down and we all discussed mm-hmm. each, between the three is what is our reasons where were we like cost or something up down we wrote like all the reasons why we wanted to do it and why it was important and then we basically had like a wee fight about putting them into priority uh, right. I, <laughs> I forgot about that lost, so Basically, they're in order of what Erin and Orla thinks. But. <laughs> so, basically, how important it was. And you'll notice, like, a lot of people kind of refer to it as, like, a period poverty campaign. But on that wee infograph, that's actually the kind of bottom of um, the list on there. And it's not because it's not important, but it's just because we know that it's not really a period poverty campaign that this is for. It, it is more about the accessibility and just having the products there and having football clubs paying for them. Um, so... I, it just basically says about how products should be free and accessible, like toilet roll soap. And then it goes on to say about it being a taboo subject, so just like putting it into public consciousness and like getting people to talk about it. Um, visibility of female football fans and getting clubs to do something for us when like we've asked and listening to us. And then the period poverty aspect, just highlighting that, but not trying to eradicate that we know that what we're doing won't do that. Yeah, it's good, it's good. Because as you say, I'd never thought about it until I seen you, and then as soon as I thought about it, I should have that in. Oh, it it makes, it makes perfect uh, sense. But mm-hmm. if 
if you can just list that and somebody reads it, like you said, it'll probably change somebody's mind because that's Aye. all it took for me was just to think about it. Aye, definitely. What do you think the, the football supporting environment's like in Scotland as a fan? And how do you think maybe that's different as a girl going to the game? Or is it different? We've been asked this a few times, actually, um, on the radio and stuff as well. In this is more important than the radio. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Even women's ever. Either if you're the Scottish one or the actual one. No, the actual one. Aye. the Scottish one. Is there a, there's a Scottish women's ever as well, isn't there? Is there? Oh. No, we were on the big one. All oh, right, was there? And the BBC <laughs> pure beaming in like, hello. Oh. Honestly, <laughs> tell them a story about women's ever. Oh, no. Right, right, so, so, yeah. <laughs> obviously it's live, right? So we had like prepped because we were absolutely like so nervous before it, right? So we had prepped three things, right, if we get asked about this, say this, and we said about, obviously, talking about the ethos of Celtic and, like, yeah, how that's important, and like, that let's try and get that in and whatever. So Orla got asked a question, and it was obviously live, so the three of us had, like, microphones were all sitting, dead nervous. And then Orla got asked this question, and then like, Erin does start? live over the radio, ethos. And we were like, oh, it can't have been that bad. Like, I have really was whispering, I thought, and then was it your mum who texted you? She's like, oh, you need to listen to that back. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, like who that? I'm like, like, after it, and we were like, I was always like massive iPad. We're all like, <laughs> we're all like crowded around it. Well, that no way. It's so, so like, so so like. Hey, what was I saying there? Experience Sorry, football, Scottish football fans' aye, experience aye. the game. We've been asked that a few times. Um, it's hard. I think people kind of want us to say, "Oh, it's dead difficult, and we feel unsafe, and you know, it's dangerous, and we're kind of undervalued and whatever." And that may be the case for some women, but for us, we've spoken about this at length. Um, all included and it's not really our experience we can't mm. speak for everybody but we are kind of don't know if it's because we've been going to football for so long and you know it just becomes like your wee kind of own environment but we don't ever kind of feel under threat or unsafe or like uncomfortable in any way um, and we were actually chatting about that earlier when the Offence Behaviour Act was getting repealed mm. and they'd done like the big consultation everybody was sending in like wee bits and bobs and the Scottish Women's Convention submitted something and that was kind of the only only women's organisation, I yeah, think, that right. um, submitted. So we had kind of quite high hopes for them to mm. kind of sort of nail their colours to the mass and say this is wrong. Uh, but they kind of said that, you know, women are getting, like, um, threatened with violence and they're getting verbally abused on transport and, you know, women, young girls are getting abused on the way home for school and stuff like that by football fans. And that was quite alienating for us I because it wasn't reflective of our experience um, or anything. And when we chased them up for some more information about that, they didn't give us it. Uh, it's the, see the problem is you always hear you know keep politics out of football that, that you hear that mm. all the time. But what that tends to translate to me is keep certain politics out of football. Oh, yeah. mm. You know, you, whenever you bring something to football like the Offensive Behaviour Act, people are quite happy to discuss that and say there's a need for it. And mm-hmm. right now, you know, even the last couple of weeks, people are saying politicians need to act. We need to get politicians involved in football. Mm-hmm. So they want politics involved in football yeah. in that instance, but if you exactly. were to bring your own politics yep. into football, quite often you're told that it's not the place for it. Aye. Have you guys, off the back of the successful campaign, have you been tempted to get involved in politics? You seem quite politically you're active. You're a political student, aren't you? I know, it's just what we've kind of learned as well um, we're doing this is that 
you just feel like you're under scrutiny all the time yeah. and that would be times 100 to be a politician mm-hmm. like we're dead conscious of like, our personal social media accounts and <laughs> all that we're like oh my god in case we'll find out where we live and even if we're taking pictures on each other's faces yeah. all that, get, like, that, like, no that in case they know digging up the old tweets I know and at least like we can kind of say you know we'll take a wee week off or we're a wee bit overwhelmed in that like yeah. you do not get that like in politics so um, I and don't get me wrong I love politics as you say I studied it for four years there and it was excellent but I don't know if I'd maybe want to uh, get right on the sort of front line See you don't want to get involved in politics but you've seen how this is like snowballed and you've got what, 88 clubs on board now mm-hmm. West Ham was the mm-hmm. latest one the other day mm-hmm. you got Brighton was the first one to down south wasn't it It was first the first Premier, Premier League. League one I Premier League so if you're not going, going to get involved in politics do you think you could take this further like I read that Sanitary is classed as a luxury, non-essential item mm-hmm. in Britain, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. to start with. So do you think you could take it further and mm-hmm. maybe take this to Parliament uh, out with football? I think we've actually... Well, I met with the Cabinet Secretary for commun- Communities, mm-hmm. I think it is, um, a few weeks ago, and she's kind of leading the charge on free period products everywhere, you know, like schools and stuff. And... Um, we kind of just made it clear we wanted a seat at the table and there is people doing stuff on like the tampon tax and it being a luxury and we're really conscious of kind of duplicating anybody's work and we made it clear um, to the minister that we just want everybody to come together like there's all these wee kind of factions and we all have so much to offer but football's kind of our area because we're football fans and you know people are doing the tampon tax because they're clued up in that it's about kind of bringing everybody together and being like sort of multifaceted comprehensive change instead of just working in wee kind of pigeonholes you know so we've spoken enough about the negative response what's the positive response been like aye it's been amazing hasn't it and we've had like so much like positive kind of response for even people like we've got we've been going to like the youth centre up in Royston so even like all like the wee girls that sounds terrible as well but young people at the youth up in Royston Mm -hmm. like we've been in and spent loads of time with them right up to people like kind of cabinet ministers and like politicians so we've had like across the board so much support a lot from males as well like old and young Mm. Aye, it's been mad, and it, mm. the positive reaction has way out, like outweighed the negative as well by far. Yeah. But obviously, the negative does get more attention. Yeah, I know. And a lot of the fans that approach us looking for help to take this to the club, like are men as well. So um, we do get, you know, guys of all ages saying, "I can't believe my club aren't doing this. Like, can you help me take this forward?" And that's dead inspiring to see as well, isn't it? Because it did kind of feel at the start it was us against them, and it was quite polarized. But now as time's went on, it's just totally integrated. And we've got, we've done, I can't remember the numbers, but we figured out how many of our followers were male and there was, mm. it was quite a high percentage. Uh, it was like so 48% of our Instagram followers were, are actually guys. So who's who's yet to come on board? This is your opportunity, if you wish, to, to name and shame. Yeah, so for the Scottish Premier League, it's um, Hamilton, Dundee and St Mirren that we're waiting on. Are you in dialogue, so, with those, dialogue with those guys? or? Yeah, we are, aren't we? Aye, so there's been quite a lot of St Mirren fans. There's been a girl, actually, she was one of the first mm-hmm. ones that ever got in touch with us. Um, and she's been in touch with them since, like, what, March last year now as well. I think sometimes it just comes down to how confident and comfortable the person at the other end is about speaking about this as well. So mm-hmm. you could, it might not even be, like, money-wise that's a yeah. barrier, but if the person that you're going to 
thinks it's a bit already talking about periods and yeah. they're all going to really mm-hmm. progress that further so that's a wee bit of a barrier as well but especially if you're you know if you're inv- invited up to the club which presumably you guys were you invited up to Celtic Park to discuss this mm-hmm. in, the, in the offices of Celtic Park it's quite a, a daunting atmosphere oh, aye. you know oh, definitely aye. and it's good that we had three because going as three you feel quite yeah. confident you can mm-hmm. kind of like speak to each other and you've got each other as a bit of kind of Honours. <laughs> but um, whereas other people might just be doing this themselves off from there, like the girl from like they got Liverpool involved. Like yeah. she's from Glasgow but she's a Liverpool fan. She was doing a lot of this herself, but obviously she's got us to kinda of support her. But I would it's a big thing to go and ask a club, listen, gonna do this Aye. and gonna pay for it. I know, just kinda of thinking back to when we went up to Celtic Park, you know, we're there every week but still a wee bit like oh like nervous, I've never done yeah. this before and mm-hmm. Just think, Violet, at the end of it, we were basically kind of sprawled out, like, on the couch. Just, like, <laughs> we got me to eat. My legs couldn't reach the floor. I was just, like, dangling my wee legs. And they were just sprawled out, having a laugh, talking about the potential double travel at this point. Aye. So, I absolutely mad. So, and we're just glad we know how to approach any other teams directly after that, because it's scary. Was it only Celtic you approached directly and everyone sort of... I ever do, so we just do it through the, through the fans. We don't want to ever sort of... Yeah. Just do it. Oh, so not so that's that goes for everyone, not even like oh, local aye. Glasgow clubs. No, um, to be fair, like, like St Rocks, um, it was Stevie, Stevie that approached us and kind of had a wee chat with us. Um, but everybody else, we just keep it as fan led as possible. So, and we know through like John Paul um, Taylor that other SLOs for other teams have got in touch with him and said, "Listen, uh-huh. like, just do this. How's it going?" And he's gave them some advice. Mm-hmm. But do you know, Celtic have been brilliant for actually pointing people back to us. So they've been saying, oh, go and speak to the girls for on the ball, like, rather than actually just, like, giving them advice and keeping it as a Celtic thing, they've been yeah. putting them back to us, and that's that's Aye. great. Like, And the communication that went out for Celtic as well gave us full credit for this, and that's that's amazing. Like, clubs should be doing that, should be recognising their fans and their ideas. So that was... Celtic have been brilliant the whole time. Well, you deserve the credit for it. I'm quite surprised, like, Dundee, well, Hamilton and St Mirren, they seem like community mm-hmm. sort of clubs but just thinking the, f- the three clubs that you named are the three clubs fighting relegation do you think they may be thinking mm. money wise if they go down it might be but we've always said it's it's a bit of a myth that it's a lot of money to implement Celtic are the only team that have done uh, they've kept the machines but just yeah. made them free vend right. so every other club has. is that right or is there that's one right. is that right um, it's because we're minted but isn't it aye that's <laughs> it I know leading the charge and, um, so they've got the machines and everybody else is just the baskets and see for the baskets I mean some clubs even get wee Tupperware dishes mm. it's absolute buttons because fans are there every week and we've kind of found they're only using them in emergencies we found that through the kind of trial period at Celtic right. they weren't getting you know don't get me wrong the first kind of week or two people are it's like a novelty and all that oh <laughs> don't get me wrong that's probably us as well I'll need to take a wee couple like <laughs> <laughs> hello what's it called I do a wee boomerang opening the train all that <laughs> people are walking in the toilet that wow <laughs> absolutely terrible but um, I it is relatively low cost it just depends on how what method you choose it's it is really cheap so are the girls toilets nicer than the guys toilets because the guys toilets are Celtic no, Park are pretty horrendous no we don't have horrendous. hot water either like, oh, everybody hangs me around there and we've got fluffy towels and like <laughs> fancy <laughs> soda it's no nice half of no. the doors don't lock the water sprays at you it's maybe just, that can be the next thing maybe that can I <laughs> maybe no one's going to end up with toilet girls then <laughs> I know <laughs> I, 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 I don't like that nah you're there <laughs> 
Hey, has any has everybody get in touch with you beforehand, or have you been you know have you been on Instagram or Twitter and you've noticed Birmingham have started and you're like, oh god, they've started it and no, they never mm-hmm. even told we've us. Had yeah. that like a lot actually. Um, so like some the clubs have like really needed like different support, but some just pure go ahead, get it all done, put it out there, which is brilliant. And then we'll just obviously share that and let everybody know, and we'll add it to our list. But then other clubs have been like wanting kind of phone calls and wanting like a lot of information and like a lot of support. So it definitely does vary. But I quite yeah. a few have done that actually. Like, I a lot of a lot of clubs kind of are in touch with us and they want to tie in with announcing it. So right. you know, like LA Galaxy, they went with announcing the morning the morning a few weeks ago, and uh, they said we do be able to announce at the same time and that kind of thing. And only if I get to meet David Beckham. I know, can you imagine? I can't wait to go to I know, I can't wait. I'm just like, I know. But some of them, um, you know, it just gets implemented before we even know it and you do see it on Instagram and you're like, because it was Rangers were the same, weren't they? Uh, we just, we first found that out. We'd be Martin with them for a wee while and um, we found out on Instagram. Because that happens. Sometimes fans are there and they take a wee picture of that, wow. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Brought that, oh god, don't you? Like, pure hurry to get something out because kind of fans know before us. And we take wee shots on the t- like running this social media, so we've right. got like a week each at wee row in place. So it's funny because like one of them might be saying, Oh my god, like where's Bombs just announced? Like, screenshotting Aye. it into the person that's on it to put it out and announce it. Aye, pure race against time. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously you would consider this a success, a, a work in progress, but still a success nonetheless. Oh aye, it's nothing like what we imagined, because we just thought, like definitely Celtic, Celtic fans definitely, mm. maybe the Scottish Premier League, maybe, but then it's just totally spiralled. What advice then would you have, there's some girls or even guys out there that have got an idea, they've got something that they really want to champion and get it off the ground and have as much success with it as you did, what sort of advice would you have for anyone that's listening? I think you should just definitely do it because, like, I think this is a John Goodetti quote by, tweet, uh, quote, by the way, right? <laughs> so, right. Oh, no, what, what is that? Oh, <laughs> oh, you know I love quotes. Um, <laughs> right. Everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. There you go. Wow. Are right. you sure that's John Goodetti? Honestly, I'm sure. sure that was in the Celtic View or something. Yeah, like, maybe got that from that somewhere else. else. I slashed that, like, Googled inspirational quotes. Yeah, you know, one of those Instagram accounts. Yeah, we'll No, but I definitely think I just do it because I think for us, I mean, you could think that's, like, a pure small thing. Like, I mean, we used to think period products, like, surely there's more important things you could be doing. But it's not always about, like, these big, huge changes. So small things like that, you can It's funny you mention that because I was watching a... I saw a tweet that was going about, and it was only a couple of days ago, do you know uh, Mark Dallas, the ICW the guy? guy, the wrestling um, guy? He was doing a stand-up show, and at the end of it, he was doing this wee talk, and it was almost quite similar to what you were saying there. He was like, just see if you want to do something. Just take that first step and do it. Mm-hmm. He's like, because you think you're standing, imagine you're standing in line with everybody else, and you think, oh, this is a crap idea, this is an idea nobody wants to do. Mm-hmm. But he goes, see, when you take that step forward, you think everyone's going to step forward with you. But then you realise uh, they don't. Uh-huh. You go, so you take that step forward and you make that wee bit of progress. And then goes, then you just fucking run yeah, better. Do you uh, know what I mean? I know this isn't like how this works, but like, is that how you felt like, before you started this? But this podcast yeah. isn't anywhere near as important as. No, this. but still, <laughs> but it's it's pure like a thing, especially if you're from Glasgow. I feel like to put your style out there and do something like create a little podcast or like start oh, making music. Talk about that all the time. Yeah. Aye, it's like, in the bucket. Aye, yeah, we've got this wee phrase that we've used in the past, just like it, it, it is a 
pure, you're right, it is a Glasgow thing. Like, it, you know, and there's loads of people doing stuff, so, you know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to sing them, all, all we just do is a Daft Sean Celtic. Yeah, Sean talks about it, yeah, about it. Mm-hmm. Sean McDonald. We're just doing a Daft Celtic podcast, but you're right, like, if you step out and you try and do something, you, you think quite often the first response is a negative one. You know, Aye, that for a, do you think you're doing? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But you're, I think that is a Glasgow thing, a Scottish Aye. thing. Definitely sticking your kind of head above the parapet. Like it's just everybody's kind of used to the status quo, so we like to sort of do something different. It's always going to be a wee bit like wow at first, Aye. and then. But we've called it. We, that's what Melody. We called it crabs in the bucket because I don't know if it's true. It's maybe a John Cadetti quote, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's this theory, like, you know, if you put a whole bunch of crabs in a bucket. Instead of working together to get out of the bucket, what will happen is one will nearly get to the top and then the rest of them will just pull them back in. And it's like, oh. stick with us. Well, that's right deep, that. That yeah. is deep, by the way. Did you just make that up or did you just get that's it off the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can use that on the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've got a 20-minute Tim's quote. See the, what you're saying about just do it? Uh, that's always just go for it. But I think when you went in armed with all the facts, all, all everything yeah. they needed to know, if you just yeah. simplify it out for them and see how little they have to do with it that's it, it like it made it really hard for them to say like yeah. no so just doing like a bit of research and being confident in what you actually think and because there is like so many people say like well even like oh surely if you can afford a season ticket you can afford like a tampon <laughs> right you get that all the time but as much as to us now right that seems like quite a silly argument but people do obviously believe that that is a kind of valid mm-hmm. argument and there has been times where sometimes you think God, are we doing a pure like silly? Like you do get mm-hmm. doubts and think, is this a bit daft? Should we have actually looked at shopping centres and like? But mm-hmm. no, like when you feel more confident about it, and then you actually think of all the change that's happened and all the opportunities we've had. No, we should never mm-hmm. have looked at that, and we should have done what we thought. In many ways, football. football was probably the perfect way to start it, or one of the best ways to start it, because as we said before, it's a male-dominated environment, so if you can have the conversation in football grounds and get football grounds to change, then hopefully for what mm-hmm. you're doing, you say shopping centres and places that aren't so male-dominated, they'll start looking at it and going, actually, Aye. you know, it's, 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 it's going to take nothing for us to do that. Exactly, that's what we always say, everybody's like, there's no place for us in football grounds, why he's not doing it with food banks, why he's not going to homeless shelters and all that, and you know, there's really important work that we fully support you know, to like to tackle that kind of mm. stuff at the moment. But for us, I said previously, like football's all about money now and it's got so much influence, so much power. That's why politicians don't want political opinions in football because it, it, it's so influential. So we think football's a perfect place to show, like, right, well, the football grounds are doing it. Yeah. Why are you not, you know? It's so. obviously a place you're inspired by all the other change and, like, activism that you see around you as well. I mean, there's a lot that goes on, so you can't be in that environment and not be as much as you might not agree with some mm-hmm. of the change that does ha- take place, but, mm-hmm. like, a lot of big kind of changes came from Celtic Park, so it makes total sense. Who sort of, who sort of was your inspiration for doing it then? Did you have any inspiration? You said you look around activism around you. Who did you look at and go, fuck, if they can do it, then uh, I want to try and do it? The top one is the fact campaign yeah. is, like, phenomenal, and Jeanette from that needs to be an inspiration for anybody. Like, she's honestly... Is that Jeanette Finlay? Oh, aye. Yeah. She's... Honestly, a hero. <laughs> uh, absolutely. absolutely, and there's so much. Like we've, I've learned like so much just for like watching what they've done, and I think like without a doubt that's so inspired us. Yeah, she's definitely. involved in the call it out campaign, though, isn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she's involved in so much. She's just so proactive, and yeah. I think that's what's pure inspired as well because she does so much at the one time. 
you know, when you're really stressed like that, right, you need to take a wee step back here, just so stressed out, and you kind of think about Jeanette. Mm. She's like a full-time job, runs about five campaigns, and it's just mm-hmm. absolute inspiration. <laughs> but I think when you just see, like, change like that taking place, you think, do you know what, I we can, and it's so important that you've got people like yourself making change, and we've said Aye. that to, like, the girls for the youth even we've been in, because we've tried to, like, stick more to doing more kind of, like, working class, grassroots things. Like, Aye, like that's why stuff. we've... We stopped doing like quite a lot of the radio and the interviews because we ended up focusing a lot on that when actually we wanted to be doing a bit more like the communities and empowering them. So we've focused a bit more on that. So obviously the, the campaign has obviously been a success, but you'll still have people with questions, with, with things that maybe they don't understand or they think that you should be doing better. You still take on ideas or are you pretty much sorted? Should people still be contacting you with things that they want? I definitely get in touch and there's obviously a lot more clubs out there as well that we still need to get on board so we want fans, male, female, whoever to come and let us know um, if they need our support we'll give them we've got an info email so it tells clubs how to do it what we've done and we'll happily send that to anybody and, and help so we've got a lot of clubs still to go so definitely What are you doing next? So at first to have Celtic was amazing and then is it kind of built got momentum kind of going behind it and it was getting towards 50 and like that wow like we made 50 that every class and now we're at 88 we'd love to make 100 but obviously the overall goal is just to have as many clubs on board as possible and eventually have this be the norm you know in football yeah. grounds and everywhere else so and you, led, you did lead the charge on this didn't you because I don't think I, I mean I'd, I'd sort of heard it bubbling under but like you say it was more from like a period poverty type angle yeah. you know food bank type angle rather than this would just be generally accepted and freely mm. available so I mean, you guys certainly brought it to my attention. I think a lot of the work that was going on that was kind of in the public eye was in politics, so yeah. no everybody's engaged with that, really. So I think to bring it into football, which a lot of people are kind of engaged with, that kind of did put it on the radar for a lot of people. And especially so. for a lot of men, and it's so important that you, you are involved in this, cause like, and not just because like you maybe have daughters and whatever, but it's, I mean, 50% of the population yeah. experiences yeah. this, so... It's important and it shouldn't be as embarrassing to talk about and hopefully that's helped people. Like, I mean, there's certainly a lot of characters that we never thought would be coming up to the games <laughs> and talking about periods, but here we are. So on that, I think we'll, we'll wrap up. This has been good. Thanks very much for being the first girls on this podcast. Appalling into it. You'll need to get more on uh, it. It's right bad. Uh, absolutely right appalling. Bad. <laughs> we, we have a tough, hard enough time getting anybody on the podcast to go along with <laughs> But uh, uh, I think you knocked us back to You knocked us back to begin with, didn't you? Well, we'd indeed, put it in indeed. China. Do you know we put it to a vote? Because it's three years, we put it to a wee vote. We do that. We put everything to the vote. Aye. Doesn't always work out well for me. No. Not all the time. Oh, no. I actually did still decline this, but Orla, who's no here, she said yes, she... and said yes, no, we can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you? On Twitter and Instagram, it's at on the ball. B A W. Yeah, B A W. You got it. And then uh, our email address, send you to get any questions or they want to get their club on board, is on the ball again at gmail.com. Okay. And that's your whack, really. That's your whack. And if you want to have any abuse, bring it, bring oh, it to you. Oh, send it on to your whack. Bring it on to your front door. Send it his way. And with that, I'd just like to thank the girls, uh, Mikhail and Erin, for coming on. Melly. Yeah, thanks very much. Done a great job and credit to you. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening, especially the patrons who support this podcast and help us hire lovely studios like this to do things like this. Um, hopefully we'll bring you a lot more of this sort of thing over the next coming weeks, months and years. Thanks for listening.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.